Hey guys, welcome to the Is This Cinema podcast with me, Priscilla. And Jess. And this week we've got a lovely, or not so lovely guest because he's obsessed with Daniel Kalia. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, and they there, clap your hands, give it for Bancole! Woo! Oi, oi! <laughs> <laughs> Do you know you sound exactly like it? Oh, what a compliment. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> So, as you can probably tell from what we're talking about, we're doing a full-on review on Across the Spider-Verse. It wasn't enough to talk about it for 15 minutes. There needs to be a whole episode dedicated to what an emotional shit show that was. So, we'll do admin stuff out of the way. All of me and Jesse's episodes are currently on the Is This Cinema feed. Please listen. I think our this episode is the Fast and Furious rankings. Van Colley was on that. Don't listen to anything he says. I was completely correct. Don't get me started. To watch Guardians recently, because that's still out in cinema. Have a listen to our review straight afterwards. Um, for those who've watched it or you're looking to watch it, still listen to it anyways. We give our full-fledged opinion on it. I go into how much I love Bradley Cooper, which is quite standard. Um, and obviously the Popcorn for Dinner podcast is going on its summer break soon, where you can listen back to all the episodes they've done on Yellow Jackets and Ted Lasso, Succession... And Jesus, all what, other fun. What a ridiculous spoiler you just threw out there. <laughs> man, everyone knows, man. Oh my God. You have to put like a trigger warning at that bit. I am putting no trigger warning. I actually, I actually do think we need to say sorry. Because people are just starting succession. <laughs> Zikara is literally in like season one, episode five. <laughs> she is. She's so, using Wind Out TV. Yeah, so I, don't, I think we need to, I, I need to censor that. I think I actually need to censor that. <laughs> don't censor it for her. I, tell, I, I give her all sorts of gist about Succession, man. She's grown. <laughs> why, are you being so, why are you being so mean? Let, the, let them not hear the spoiler. Do you know how many years it's been since that first season came? I need people to grow up. Oh, my God. No, censor it, censor it, censor it. <laughs> if you want to watch all that TV and listen to all the TV stuff, it's all there. So... Across the Spider-Verse came out. Mm-hmm. I'm going to shoot to Bancoli. Bancoli, what did you think of the film? Uh, before we start, I just want you guys to know that I personally am an anti-capitalist, non-conformist anarchist. <laughs> oh, for goodness sake. I am neither a role model nor a runway model. <laughs> and I hate the AM and the PM. But from that, I'm, I'm ready to come out. The fact you remember his lines is, but it's Daniel Kalia. I'm not that shocked. Oh, um, there's some parts that I couldn't remember. Um, I debated that on my walk the other day, whether I should do that in the accent, but I was like, no, I still have a reputation to uphold. So, <laughs> uh, my thoughts. How do I start this? Okay, let me confess. Let me start with the confession. So, I like... Actually, Jess, did you watch Into Spider-Verse when it first came out? Or did you watch it for the... Um, no, I watched only this one. Well, you watch only Across the Spider-Verse? <laughs> Boy. Oh, my God. This is. Wait. I thought I was going to be the chaotic one on this podcast. Oh my god! Wait, wait, <laughs> why? Just, just, just. Why did you throw that question at me? It, just I, a it wasn't like it wasn't. It wasn't. A, I didn't think it was going to be a gotcha question. It was quite straightforward. Just wait, like, I watched it before Jessica. I went across. Jessica, <laughs> sweetie, you watched that what? one. Oh my god. Yeah, uh, you know, I don't watch things in order sometimes. What was going on? It's a sequel. Oh, Jesus Christ. This is so stressful. I like to watch my my films blind. You can't. That's not blind. That's not blindly. No, 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 no. no. That's going without eyes, without legs, without hands. That's not blindly. Blindly is not watching a trailer. Oh, my God. I can't believe you did this. 
Jesus Christ. So wait, you don't know anything about Into the Spider-Verse? Like, literally, that's like watching Endgame and not watching Infinity War. That's what I was going to say. Like, so you don't know anything that happened in, in, into this, in the first one? I don't know if I should answer that question or not. There's no answer. Like, oh, this is so stressful. Oh my God, I'm so stressed right now. As a... So when they were referencing things about Uncle Aaron, did you get it? Like, no. No. <laughs> did you even know why he had, how he had powers? Like, everything was just like, oh my God. You know what? I'm very excited to know what you thought about this movie right Literally, now. Literally, when she, when she heard the... When I she, had a great time watching it. No, nah, because when she heard the intro, yeah, I got bit by Radioactive Spider. She was like, oh, now I know. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, wait, this, this Spider-Man is black? And he speaks Spanish? What is going on? This is not Tommy Maguire. He's a nigga? His mom, his mom looks like Cardi B. Oh, my, oh God. my God. I can't believe, I can't believe this. Jesus oh, Christ. Jessica, you're actually like this such movie, a Negro. This, oh, the same way, I mean, I listened to your Guardians episode, the way you watched Guardians without, was it, no, you didn't watch one and two or you didn't watch Infinity War. One of, one of them. Or maybe all of them even. I didn't... It's just... No, she watched Infinity War Endgame. She watched it with me. She didn't watch the first two Guardians. No, but she didn't remember that Gamora died. Yeah. She she didn't remember that Gamora died. And then she was like, they should have told us. No, they're not going to give you previously on the Guardians movies. Um, I think that's what they need to do in these films. No, no, it's not. Why no. is it not? That in a series, Jess. you can tell us. No. Can give us a recap. No, Jess. <laughs> Jess. The purpose... Jess. To watch this film, you had to watch the first one. This is this is generally so stressful. I can't. But then nobody warned me that I need to watch the. No first one, one told you that you had to watch the first movie in a exactly. trilogy before watching the second one. In a trilogy, Jess. Do we need, do we need to like say it on CNN? What? Okay. Oh my god! This is next time. No, Jess. Next time I'm gonna go quack 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 quack. Next time I'll do that for you. Oh boy, that's what I need. Oh, clearly, I I need, no, clearly I need to be Anderson Cooper because I don't understand. You know when they did the Amber Alert? Um, was it over the summer? No, not the summer. <laughs> earlier in the year. I think it was April, yeah, right? Yeah, the, the alarm. The test, yeah. Um, I said Amber Alert. Yeah, I was watching it for... Oh my God, Jess, this is... Was it the COVID one? Is, no, no, no. The one no, it's, in, like, it's the one your phone got, it went off on your phone. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's when Spurs was, was losing like five nil to Newcastle. So uh, I can't <laughs> time that day. Oh my God. Uh, okay. I mean, when we started this podcast, we thought, okay, like Priscilla obviously watches all and read all the franchises Jess will be like this will be like said, with the two different parts Jess will be learning and watching stuff we've made that watch Fast and Furious for the first time so watching Mission Impossible I actually did not think that we needed to tell you to watch Into the Spider-Verse before watching Across <laughs> the Spider-Verse just so you know the next one is Beyond the Spider-Verse so you probably should watch Into Bad Polly listen to how could she go Across the Spider-Verse if she wasn't in it <laughs> we were in it already so how could she go Across did you, it did you know it was a I sequel I jumped in in the deep end did you know it was a sequel no actually no I didn't Joe, yes. <laughs> that was the issue. Oh no one warned me that there was a part one, and the one that you watch is a part one. Yay! This is this is so stressful. But I just felt like I didn't miss anything. That's not true. That is so That's not, not true. true. You're such a liar. Because when Uncle Aaron came up, you're literally you had two monkeys crashing symbols in your head, thinking who's this I mean, nigga? to be fair, this movie, I think, I, I don't say it works without watching the first one, but like, yeah, you can. I'm, I'm not saying you. I think you're not going to confused. It's not like I don't know what to put. It's not like watching Dune Part Two instead of before watching Dune Part One. I'm sure. Like, but like, Jesus Christ. Anyways, okay, my thoughts <laughs> on this movie. I can't. I actually can't believe believe that that's a thing that happened. Uh, okay, so my thoughts on this movie. Uh, my confession was going to... No matter what I say now, it's going to pale in comparison to this whole thing of Jess. Like, I just can't believe 
Tuesday thing that she did. <laughs> but my conversation was like, so I like, and let me talk to, directly to you, Priscilla. I like Into the Spider-Verse a lot. Yeah. But I never, personally, I never bought into like the general like consensus that it was like, like I was hearing things like best Spider-Man film ever or like, <laughs> I like I was like I like this movie a lot I really really like this movie but I just never really understood like people were giving this movie an 11 out of 10 I just never and personally per, obviously I could never say it in public because I respect myself because you, you'll be a rage platform. traitor <laughs> <laughs> but I like the movie a lot but that being said so and I, I obviously like, I rewatched even though just gonna watch it once I rewatched it before watching Across the Spider-Verse because obviously, and I was like, this movie is very good. Like, obviously, at this point, I'm going with two, three years of of hype around it. Anyway, so I went into watching Across and Jesus Christ, man, this movie, this movie floored me. This movie, this movie, I was ecstatic. I I never like tweet straight out of the cinema. I never even let a book straight out of the cinema. But this movie came out and I opened my Twitter up and I was like, I started, I started, I started doing Twitter fingers. Then one of my friends was like, he has thoughts or he has takes. And I called him and then we spoke for like 30 minutes on my walk back home because his takes are hot. <laughs> he has very hot takes about this movie. Like good, positive hot takes. Like he's like, he liked me because I was like, I never bought the Into Spider-Verse thing. He was like, yeah, me too. And I'm like, this is why we love each other. We're our brothers. Oh. And then he, but then he was like, this is just, this is hands down the best Spider-Man film. I'm sorry. At this point, there's, this no, this movie is this movie is incredible. And we'll get into it. Like, I really, really, really like. I was. I think I felt like I was floating. I honestly think that no other movie. First of all, no other movies. The only other movie that can make me feel this good this year is Dune Part Two. And even at that, I'm I'm very worried if Denny can will be able to do that. Like, I, God I do, forbid, my French man will do it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, I, I'm obviously I'm very excited for Dune, Dune Part Two. And the weird revisionism that's happening on Twitter about Doom Part 1 right now. I'm not even ready to get into that. Stop but, it, because the way I um, had to start doing to people. But, like, I don't know, man. The way I felt after watching Across, I was like... And it's obviously weird after Guardians, which I loved. But, like, the effect... I, I really, really love Guardians, but the effect that this had on me compared to Guardians is, doesn't even, like, compare. I, I really, really enjoyed this movie. Um, But, yeah. It's problematic. Jess. Yes. What did you think? I actually really did enjoy, even though I just learned today that I watched it blindly. Actually, I knew that I watched it blindly a couple of... I think I did, because when he was talking about it, but I just never mentioned that I didn't see the first one. But I did really enjoy it overall. You know I if you came and said you. that you didn't like it, like, we wouldn't, we wouldn't, we wouldn't care. Like, your opinions will be moved. Like, you can... Honestly, because, like... It'd be moved. Because uh, you didn't watch the first one. Continue, Jess. Just continue. I'm sorry. <laughs> I did. Enjoyed. I love the um, comic book, comic book of it all. I love the characters. I love the storyline as well. And yeah, I really love the massive. You could say it was a cliffhanger. I know that you said last week that you didn't think that it was a cliffhanger. I thought it was a massive cliffhanger. Oh, you finished. Yeah, and meeting all the characters. <laughs> oh, okay. From my opinion, yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you, I watched it. Yeah, I was. I was one of those, right, when I watched Into the Spider-Verse in 2018 with my brother, right, that is still what okay, was at that point, my favourite Spider-Man movie mm-hmm. ever. The only one that was fisting up with it was Spider-Man 2, the old man's film, and Tom's Homecoming, and Tom's No Way Home. Those are the, the other two that was going, bah, 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 
So when no when no one came out, it didn't like when no one came out. I was like, rotted. Yeah, this is this is coming up. This is coming up too close to, into the Spider Verse because right right at that point, I you were going to say the Tom Holland's one was like clear. No, no way. Home. You don't understand what Into the Spider Verse did to me in 2018 and still now. <laughs> I rewatched that. That's my comfort movie. Uh, me and Miles Morales, that's my son. I don't know if you can understand how much I raised him. That's my dog. That him and Gwen, those are my kids, man. Like, I love them down. They're, Jake Johnson and Peter Parker mean something to me. So then I was like, okay, I'm scared because the first one was so good that mm-hmm. if this one is trash and No Way Home was so brilliant, the whole multiverse aspect of it, that's the only film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and Marvel generally that has nailed the multiversal thing. Loki? No, the film. Not the film, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All the others I've been trying, I'm like, yeah, nah. Because mm. his one had, there was a purpose behind the whole multiverse thing. I felt connected. They had me crying over a geriatric old man breaking his back. Like, I was there, man. I was feeling the emotions of it all. And there was, then there was, you know, there was heartbreak at the end. So I thought, okay, right, No Way Home was really, really, really good. This has got a lot to live up to. Because we all had expectations for No Way Home and it still did what it did, didn't it? Mm. So I'm like, okay, this is scary. You've got Oscar Isaac. You've got Daniel Kaluuya. You've got Issa Rae. This, this this has to go well. This has to go well. And then I came out of the cinema and I'm like, oh, I wanted to salute. This this is this is a movie. This is cinema. That's the best Spider-Man film I have ever watched. Nothing before it, nothing after it will surpass what I felt with this one. That's the best film I've seen this year, categorically. Barbie has a lot to live up to. I tell you now, Margot Robbie, you have to fight. You've got to fight Shamik more in the streets. I don't like, I'm going to love... Killian Murphy. Yeah, I'm going to love Oppenheimer, most likely. I'm going to love Killers of the Flower Moon, most likely. But I just can't even... I don't think that any other movie would make me feel the way I felt as I watching this movie. Like, I don't think... Do like, you know the, the elation, the happiness I felt? It's, there's, there's nothing... It was like taking MD, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, I've never taken well, it, but that must be I what it felt know. like. It seems like you have. It seems like you have. Well, I personally wouldn't know. <laughs> no, what, what, I didn't. It seems like you have. Seems like you have. You threw it out there. Yeah, it seems like you have. Hey, uh, yo, Jeff, you were with me for all those years. I ain't taking no drugs. That's what you referred. I wasn't there with you in your master's year. Every, every, I would like to throw that out there. Oh, I will. Sorry. <laughs> I was not there. No, because the happiness I felt watching that, like, I just... I've never come out of a film in the last, like, since... The last time I ever felt like this watching a movie was The Wolf of Wall Street. And tell a lie, it was The Winter Soldier. It was The Winter Soldier. It was The Winter Soldier. I think you're going to say Guardians. No, Guardians was, but there was still... Remember, there were still little things that we wanted to, like, you think. But when I watched The Winter Soldier, I came out, I'm like, yeah, I ain't changing shit in this film. This 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 is a movie. I came out there, wanted to join Captain America... That feel. I wanted to join that stupid Spanish society. Gwen, let me in. Let me in. I too can fight. <laughs> I wanted to fight that nigga spot like he wouldn't believe. He pisses me off, you know. He, I see that. I saw a Dalmatian yesterday. I got pissed off. Oh my God, don't kill me. <laughs> what is the whole Dalmatian Wait till I tell you where your beef comes from. Uh, where your meal comes from. <laughs> we got a cow killing spree. I saw one Dalmatian. I wanted to fight it. <laughs> Why are you looking at me for? So my my cinema had a lot of kids in it. 
Right, because I think because I, I watched this obviously during I watched this Monday I think Monday after it came out so I watched it during half term, and after I'm going in I'm like, this could go one of two ways. This could be very terrible. Like like they're, they're shouting like it basically feels like a like an excursion, right? They're shouting, they're making noise, whatever. Or like the best possible way is like I don't know they're kids, right? They get the, the joy of it and it's infectious. And yeah, luckily it was the second one because this movie, these people were. So I was beside beside me to my right was like a family with like two or three kids, and then to my left was like a man, like black man, mid forties, maybe even late forties, and he was having a great time. He was gasping, he was he was hooting and hollering. He was like, I was having, a, I was like, oh, I was I was having the same reaction from like two ends of the spectrum, and I was like, this is it, this is a movie. I was just like, this that's Spider Man. Like, yeah, that's uh, Spider Man. I think that's what makes Spider-Man, regardless if it's Miles, if it's Peter, Gwen, or whoever it is, I think that's what makes it such a... I'm telling you now, I, I love I love that. I love Spider-Man so much. I'm going to get so emotional. That's my favourite super you understand. Like, really? I'm, yeah, Spider-Man, yeah. Like he's one of those um, superheroes that people have just grown up with. Yeah. Because anyone so can be people him. get like those emotions. Because his story or their stories are amazing because mm. anyone could generally be Spider-Man. Yeah. So anyone could watch and relate to it. Like Miles's story is incredibly relatable and you love him for it. And then also you love Peter's and Gwen's and all these other stories that come that come tie in with it. But there's but Spider-Man, you can get a five-year-old kid and a six-year-old man. Mm-hmm. We rooting, whooping and hollering over the same field. Like, I don't, I can't see nothing else doing that other than Mario. <laughs> Is it Mario? Hey, um, yo, it's a me, it's a me that gets the people going, I tell you. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I just say, I think the swinging sequences in this movie between uh, Miles and Gwen, I think that's the best we've ever got of Spider-Man swinging. Yes. Ever. Like, like Spider-Man 2 had or was it 1 I can't remember had like some of that where you feel the joy of like swinging at Spider-Man but this one when Gwen first comes in and they're going I was just like this is what swinging I, I don't know I was like oh this is actually the best we've ever seen swinging on, on screen <sighs> what a movie man do you know what see I say that but I still think my favourite is the end of No Way Home when Tom's Peter's swinging with the du, 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 du. like there's, there's something about that that wait really... the end, oh the end end okay the end end but that's, his but that's last not fun. swing that's not fun because he we are we are sad in that moment because he doesn't have I any know, friends but I loved it <laughs> I loved it he was in his depression era he had rats in his apartment he was broke yeah that's my that's my Peter Parker just dead ass and broke rats running amongst he's making his own spider suit from things he got from a charity shop you know what that's that's him. I'm still thinking about just not watching into the Spider-Verse. <laughs> let's let's re- let's circle back to it, yeah. So when we were all talking about it and it was winning Oscars and it was doing all this, you were sat you you know you're anti-black. <laughs> you should be ashamed. How about oh, this is like This is a problem. I'm gonna talk to Umar you. A black Spider-Man has a film and you do not watch. Just <laughs> Like, okay. I watched it now. So when, yeah, when, but... when your sunflower was blown up everywhere, you couldn't relate. Oh, oh you didn't watch. Yes. Don't. Oh, I oh get yeah, what you yeah. Mean now. No, I know because I knew that. I knew that was actually the soundtrack of Spider Man. When Swaley, Swaley, Swaley was sing singing here, you could, you didn't understand what the sunflower song meant to me. But you didn't understand <laughs> because you didn't watch. Please go watch into the Spider Verse. No, you have, you've rattled me. 
Watch don't Into worry, the Spider as soon as this I will finishes. Watch it for you guys very soon. No, I don't believe they're very soon. What do you mean very soon? Like go very watch soon. It. You're very watching soon it in the in the near future. What do you mean in the near future? You're watching it after Love Island. You watch Love Island and you watch Into the Spider-Verse. You need someone to claim your palette. Exactly the same thing. Exactly the same thing. Exactly the same same genre of, of cinema. Love Island <laughs> and Into <laughs> the Spider-Verse. No, do you know what you write with me? Me, I'm listening to Sunfly, I'm weeping. I'm like, God, he's friends. No so like more. when they're saying things like the spider that beat you is from the wrong, you're just like, eh, okay, if you say so. Like you don't even remember the spider. No, no, no. Do what like, makes it worse? She saw the nigger spot. What they just correlated with like the normal Spider-Man. No, she saw the nigger spot. Me and you are like, oh man, this guy again. Yeah. And she's like, oh, who's this guy? In it, Jess? Yeah. You see, I know her. You're so annoying. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised because she said that she have told her about Gamora. Uh, let me even get, get into that. You don't know how angry I was when I was listening to that, Joel. I was so angry with you. I forgot to message you. I was like, what, what is going on here? <laughs> Wait, the one that edited it. No, it was, I didn't edit that one. You're lucky I didn't edit that one because I would have I would have made you go watch the original movies and come back and record. <laughs> I just want to like, cut all of my bits out. Joel, Joel's so mad here is that she watched Endgame with me. So were, were you just like, who are these people? Who is this grand woman? In here? Let's, let's, <laughs> this is going to open. This is going to open. This is going to open. Let's go into the characters. Let's go into... Let's do all the side guys first and then we'll go into the main big dog. Okay. Let's go into your favourite person in the entire world, Camden's very own, Daniel Kalia, my brother in... My East African brother. We share Chipati oh. together. <laughs> what did you think of his performance by Kali? So I knew, obviously, we knew Kaluuya and Issa Rae were in this movie, but I didn't watch, like, I watched the first teaser that came out, like, the one that just has his mom, Miles' mom, speaking to him. I didn't watch any trailers or anything. So I genuinely did not think Kaluuya and Issa Rae were going to have as big a role as they did. Mm-hmm. Right? I thought, I thought Issa Rae was going to be like, I thought it was like, we'll see her in, like, one or two scenes as one of the spider people. Like, I didn't know she was actually probably going to be, like, I don't know, quite a big role. Um... I think when Kalia first came out, I didn't know it was him. Or like for like, you know, that first five seconds when he came out, because it's almost like he's obviously trying to sound a lot um, less unintelligible um, as, as possible. So you don't really hear him and the whole British accent and everything. And then I, had, I realized it was Kalia. And I was just like, I'm strapped. I'm ready. What do you, what do you want me to say? I, like, I was like, give it to me. <laughs> Kalia as, as an anarchist spider, spider punk. Yes, please. I, I don't like... Um, I mean, we can talk about Hobie in general because I because on my second watch, Hobie like stands out so much. Yeah, like in terms of Kalia's performance, incredible. Like, there's nothing else to do there. I think was it? Huh? I don't know if it was a conversation we had in person or on the, you guys were talking on the podcast about like never hearing Kalia do voiceover before. It was me. Yeah, and yeah. This was like he's done the he's done the what they call it. Yeah, the Amazon Prime thing. Yeah. Yeah. So like performance, I think was good. I think like everybody knows the <laughs> like. He did that like that's just that's acting, that's performance. Like, like obviously we are all very pro um vo- hiring voice actors, right? Because you get sometimes when actors do bad things, but things most times when you get a legitimately great actor, they can't give a great performance. Like we'll talk about Sky I'm sure. It's just like so yeah, I think Kalea's performance was good. I don't want to like spend an entire episode talking about that. I rather not talk about Hobie himself because he was a good performance, unless just doesn't think so. And I enjoyed his performance because I know Priscilla messaged me just before I started watching it saying that, oh, you're going to love Daniel Kaluuya's character. And I was thinking, which one is he? And then as soon as he came in, I was like, okay, I understand what she yeah. means now. 
I didn't really enjoy it. He didn't make it really funny, even like the little side bits that he did. Like when um they drop like an empanada or something, then he takes Yeah, yeah. It's like little cheeky stuff like that. And yeah, I really enjoyed it. I think he was one of my favourite characters on there by far, definitely. He made every scene, like the way he had me howling, I felt like one slag, man. I kept laughing. I was laughing <laughs> like a laughing woman. I, I was like, this is, why is a man getting me this down bad? The Daniel Clear, I'm down bad generally for anyways. Mm. But Hobie mm. as a character, I'm like, this guy's funny. Because what I liked about Hobie as a character generally, I think, was he was actually the only person to fully believe in Miles. Mm-hmm. Just off the offset. Always sort of let him know, like, you know, you're doing this thing a bit wrong, but do like, you know, when he was telling him, instead of using the tips of your fingers, use your palms, yeah. use your use your palms. Or when he told him, like, you're right to feel this way about this. Obviously, he's an anarchist, so obviously he loves chaos. Yeah, well, I, mm, yeah, I think he looks, he loves chaos, but not like he loves chaos for chaos sake. Yeah, not chaos for chaos sake. There's a line he tells Miles, I didn't catch the first time or second time I watched it, where he says, don't enlist before knowing what war you're fighting. Because obviously, Hobie, Hobie knows. Hobie knows that this is built for, like, that Miles is the original animal, which I'm sure you t- will touch on. And that Miles' dad is meant to die. He knows all these things. Like, why do you want to do this? Like, he's trying to push him away in the best possible ways. Like, are you sure you want to do this? But if you want to do this, you have to be ready to fight. So, because from the moment you see him coming, I, I on second watch, I was like, oh, Hobie's trying to, like, I don't know, waking up from Matrix is not the right term, but he's trying to trigger him, trying to be like, be ready to fight the system, essentially. Do you know what? This is the wrong example because you two have not watched these films. But in the first Star Wars prequel film with Liam Neeson's Kwai Jin, right? Mm-hmm. Kwai Jin. He actually is the opposite of what Obi-Wan was trying to be. He was actively against the whole nature of the Jedi Order. He loved being a Jedi, but he didn't like the restrictiveness, how they're basically being hoity-toity. They've got to stick up their asses. He didn't mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And he, he didn't want Anakin to be like that. And I think that's what Hobie reminded me of in terms of how Kaijin was really trying to tell Obi-Wan and in turn wanted him to teach Anakin, like, you can follow the Jedi Order, but you don't have to, but no, there's a good reason. why That's not the reason why you join the Force. You join yeah. it, obviously, because you want to do good, not because you want to follow the strict regime or whatever, whatever. And it felt like Hobie was trying to, it, was, it felt, that's what it, it reminded me of heavy, that he was trying to tell Miles, like, you can do good, but you don't have to do good in the way you think you need to do good you yeah, just you being don't... you mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. enough like don't need to do all this plus uh, actually, we'll get into Miguel because Miguel was pissing you off that means Oscar Isaac did his job <laughs> yeah I mean because just going back on what I caught second watch there's a line at the point when, when Jess Drew is like Hobie you're not helping and he says good and the first time it's like a laugh it's a funny moment you're like ha 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 he's an anarchist but the second time you're like oh no he's like he's, he, he's not trying to help He's literally trying to wake, Destruct, wake Miles yeah. up. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I don't know. I I think on second watch, you just realize how important Hobie is as a character. Obviously, he's important to the plot because he gives just the device later. But like, you're like, oh, he's actually the one person that he doesn't agree with this. And it's not because he, he hates systems. He doesn't agree because he doesn't agree with what the system is doing and how the system yeah. is moving. I don't know. I really liked Hobie as a character. Probably on second watch. I mean, he's we can we have to go straight to Miguel since I talked about him. All, all I'm going to say is, I feel like I'm going to slow about him. Oscar Isaac, well done. Well done. Because you made me hate him. You made me hate him. 
bad. I and think he might be the best performance. The best performance by a country mouth. The way I hated this man, Dan, then I pitied him, then I hated him, then I pitied him, then I hated him. Yo, <laughs> he, everything was spoke here. Yeah. I didn't know whether I was to slap him, kiss him, or punch him. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Sounds like true love. Um, it, no, it was giving enemies to lovers because he would talk here yeah, and then he would, look, he would look at the picture of him and his daughter. I'm like, damn it. And he told the story and I'm like, damn it. Like, he's got me feeling sorry for him. Then then he did what he did to Miles here yeah, when he was chasing Miles. He told him it's all your fault. Yada, yada, yada. I'm like, racism not? Racism not? <laughs> that scene was very intense. I'm not going to lie. That was, that was leaking. It was, it was going to a bit racism not? <laughs> like... But he's not wrong. He's no, 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 no. There was no <laughs> How can need. You say no, there was no need. There was no need. Yeah, because he he basically. Do you not remember when he came in? He said, "I know I have to speak Spanish," and he dogged him. So because he's black, he can't speak Spanish. No, I got him. I've got him. big races. Can you shout at a child like that? Uh, <laughs> what it mouths to you? Is it his fault? Is it his fault? It's not his fault. It was your fault. It was your fault that your child died. That was your fault. You're a Jesus. grown man. Jesus he was a grown Christ. man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was your damn fault. Don't project your damn. shitty decision onto a child. I'm sorry. Okay. So again, on, on second watch, I realized that like, um, geez, what's his name? Miguel. Miguel was actually quite calm with Mouse. Like it, it, it progressed. It didn't start off as like you know, the original anomaly. Like he was, he was trying to reason with him. Obviously, we know that he's, he has a bad intention, but nah. he's trying to reason with him. And then obviously, Miles doesn't want to listen, so he gets angry and angry and angry, and he, he tries to cage Miles. Which obviously, it's not good. Nope, nobody's agreeing with that. But I don't know. I think the thing with Miguel is like, I don't know. We we've seen this character before, or rather, the character with this kind of motives, where like he's not trying to do an evil thing, he's trying to do what is historically the right thing. Like, he's trying to keep the universe from exploding. But then, unfortunately, the way to do it is terrible and it involves people letting their family die or their friends die. So, I don't know. I understood him. I don't agree with him. I do not understand him. I don't understand him. But, like, I don't know. We've Yeah, he's probably the best version of this character we've seen in which, like, he's just... He's not, like... What does he say? That he he doesn't like the things that he has to do sometimes to protect I don't like him. You killed your child. That ain't no one's fault. But he didn't kill his child, though. He he was trying to just he was trying to do what Miles is literally trying to do now, and then he realized that the difference is Miles is a child. (laughs) Okay, so he's trying to. He told Miles, "You're a child. Let me let me let me prevent him from doing what he did before." Nah, 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 nah. I'm not having it with him. I'm not having it with him. That means Oscar did his job well. He was. Oh no, he was. Because the way I hate when he was shouting at Miles, yeah, I wanted to leap into that screen to fight him. I said, "Get your hands." Off my nephew. Get your hands off him. <laughs> he don't know. So funny because... Oh. Yeah, no, sorry, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, you're... Because my head's getting hot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say, I think... Like, I think Oscar... Oh, God. Jess wouldn't even know this. But I think Oscar Isaac being in the first one was just meant to be like a cameo. I don't think... I think it was meant to be like a funny little cameo in the first... I don't... Yeah. I, I might be wrong, but I don't think, like, they had big plans for him at the first one. Big plans one. for him, yeah. I think it was after the first one, then... So, obviously, it's him and Greta Lee who do who had in cameo, the post-credit scene for the first one, I think that just blew up into the wider side. I don't, I don't, which is obviously like, they just get someone as a cameo and then it blew up into the major part of the final two, two movies. Um, yeah, no, Oscar Isaac, as a point I was like, Jesus Christ. I think my first two was Oscar Isaac, the actor that you are. 
Because I was like, I have to tweet about Oscar Isaac. He's just, I was like, Jesus Christ. He's a thespian. He's, uh, so to do so Moon Knight and that in this, in, within a year, and they're completely different characters, I do not understand. Since, have you seen Tunes from Your Marriage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like all different types of characters. Like that is what we call an actor. That's what we call an actor. But then watching Miguel, yeah, right? He was giving me. Kendall Roy vibes. What? How? That's so rude to me, girl. Oh my god! Can we move on, please? What? That's so rude. No, no. Let me like. 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 Right. In the sense of yeah, that I don't know how to explain. Like you know those elements when he was talking, like you know the risks he took. Oh, this sounds kind of familiar. Who did this? No, I was like, I'm Kendall Roy. No, it's diff. No, it's different because Kendall is always Kendall is always deluded. Kendall is season deluded one, like... season one, Kendall Roy. Everything past episode eight, that's not my problem anymore. It's still my client. He's still my client. But early season one, episode one, season one, episode six, Kendall Roy. That's so that's so weird, man. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna defend. I'm gonna defend me. And it's Harris. even funnier because Oscar Isaac is best friend to Jeremy Sharp. Oh wow, look at this. Yeah, they're very, very good friends. I, I, I don't see this connection and I'm going to defend Oscar Isaac and Miguel O'Hara to, to the end of the days because I can't believe you just compared him to Don't Ken. defend that racist. He had a black boy. Ken. Ken. He had that, I heard a black kid speak his Spanish. Why did you not speak Spanish to him then? Racism, no? Because he doesn't have a sense of humor. He's not a, fu- he's not a funny Spider-Man. We've established no, this. No, I'm not having it. I'm not having it. I'm thinking he's big, big race. The racism charges, the allegations are not being beat yet. He needs to prove something to me. It used to prove something to me. Jess, what did you think of Miguel? Um, like as I said in the ending, it was a bit intense. But then as Bancoli did say, he was building up to it. I think maybe just thinking too hard about like, <laughs> like how the end was. <laughs> and I do get that because obviously like, everybody was just like against him and it was a bit much. But I do like, like as I said, I was like my villains where I can see them. <laughs> I feel like he did a fantastic I loved, job. I loved when you said that. <laughs> I love when you said that. What episode was that? That was... Um, was it Guardian? Fast X. Oh, was it Fast X? Fast was, X, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was Fast yeah, X. Yeah, with that. And you can see your video, you, know, you can see their birds. Yeah. You know, you're just like me, man. I, the thing is, yeah, I love a run, good villain. Just run from that, from that accusation. <laughs> <laughs> just so bad, yeah. I was watching with my friends there, and she goes, you love a villain, and you, I've never seen you hate someone like this. There's something that Miles puts triggers in my head, you know. When it comes to my spider, my spider people, whether it's Tom, whether it's, um, what do you call it, Shamik's Miles, I'm sorry. I don't like, I don't rump about with them, man. The way I hated Willem Dafoe for a good three months, I couldn't watch any film with him in it because I hated him Jesus bad. Christ. Yes, but... Uh... <laughs> There's something about the village touching Spider-Man. I don't like it, man. Yeah, but you can't you can't compare Goblin to Miguel O'Hara. No, no, I'm not comparing. <laughs> I'm not comparing. I'm talking about my feelings towards. Okay, I think, I think <laughs> they're the very... same. They're the same. It's giving like he's more similar to what Doctor Strange was in No Way Home okay. than what Green Goblin was in the whole aspect of you're trying yeah. to fix the multiverse, even though it was your shitty decision that caused these decisions to happen in the first place. But that's the point, and you're trying to fix things. To match the old no, universe. No, it's not Miguel's decisions that caused it. 
I'm sorry if he just knows what the decisions can he do. He knows what the decisions can do, but he didn't tell anyone. He told the entire society. <laughs> That's why they're all involved. So he didn't tell the important person involved. He told him and see what happened. Miles. It's not better to know that. See what happened when he told him. He now wants to stop it. He should have told him from the beginning. He's now look. He should have told him. From day dot. So you, t- you tell him and tell him what your dad is about to do. Your dad is going to die, but you have to let it happen. Yeah, at least then you told him then. He can't hit you. But he, he's, he's not going to accept that. Exactly what happened in this movie. He didn't accept it. So, at least you told him. I think it's kinder to not tell him. Yeah. If we're assuming that, like, the canon event is going to go ahead and his dad is going to die, it's kinder to not tell him. Do you know what? I believe the kindness, because we're going to him, I believe yeah. the kindness of the Peter Parker of not wanting to tell him. That I believe. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to tell him because he didn't want... that. That's genuine human kindness and empathy like i yeah. care about you and gwen i believe them when they said they didn't want to tell him for that reason mm-hmm. that's fine mm-hmm. okay let's go to mommy girl because the way my head's hot <laughs> let's go into the lovely peter parker peter who parker. the main man jake johnson peter b crazy. parker he, knew, he meant nothing to jess oh my god i'm just Ah, uh, I need to I need to, I need to leave, let this go. I need to let this go. Like <laughs> No, no, no. Let's get to I thought it. you meant Jess is in Pete as in No, you. Now why am I in it? No. <laughs> because Peter Parker, Peter B. Parker, Jake Johnson, man of my heart. Oh, Nick from you, girl. Don't, yeah. Don't, don't get me started. Because the way I love him down is something. Yeah, Nick, Nick is probably my right. favorite sitcom. Like character. Nick Nick and Phil Dunphy are my sitcom husbands. If I was I, to marry I, two I don't people... Think marry, I don't think you should marry Nick Miller, but that's... I should marry him. Okay, I'll say so. It doesn't seem like a good life plan, but sure. <laughs> so, Jess, yeah. You watched Peter B. Parker arrive into the screen with a child. It meant nothing And it meant her. nothing to you. And I thought he was a lovely man. No, stop it. It didn't mean nothing to you. But what did him you being with, Him being with MJ meant nothing. Like, just like, oh, that's what, what Peter Parker do. That's what Peter Parker does. Let's just move on. Let's just move on. But I'm gonna preface and say this: I I loved him more in this than I did in the first film. I, really? I don't know what it was. Joy is is because he wasn't in it much, but when he was yeah, in it, he yeah. held weight. Fair. Like everything he said held weight. Like he was the one person that almost stopped Miles. Actually, wait, sorry to interrupt you, Jess. Do you agree with that? Because I feel like Priscilla, you might be saying that because you have history with him. Jess, do you agree that every time you saw him, he had he held weight? Um. I know that he was like a funny character. So then it was obviously like nice to have that humor bit inside it. But I don't think he was like the. Just, I, mean, I think I'm saying it, maybe not every scene, but the scene that was most pivotal near the end before Miguel started speaking through the thing, mm. he almost stopped Miles from doing it. He almost um, did. I when think... he's trying to get Miles to hold his baby? Yeah, 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 yeah. He almost he almost did it. And I think Miles was going to do it. If he did not hear, if Miguel wasn't listening in and tapped yeah. into what he was doing, I actually think Miles would have stayed put. And I agree with you. Yeah, just because Peter said to him, because I think what they well, did I don't know well... If he'd have ever allowed his father to die. No, but I do agree with that Peter was getting to him. And I think that's because, like we said, it's because we have history after watching the first movie in the franchise. Jessica. So, I mean, if that is not a... That's a feature, not a bug of the movie. Like it's some everybody they expect everybody that goes to watch this movie would have watched the first one. Especially if they're doing a movie podcast on it. But um, That's besides the point, Jessica. 
Yeah, I, I did. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, no, I do agree. Like, I felt like he had less to do in this movie. I, I don't think I connected him as much as I did in the first one, personally. But like, yeah, I think I can. Yeah, because I think I connected him in a sense of. Because I think what they did well is that it's very easy to go by what people recognize and mm-hmm. have Pete in every scene. Mm-hmm. But to use him for that one scene and like for them to use the relationship that he shared with him from the first movie that you didn't watch, Jessica, um, <laughs> and almost S- tell S- him, SMH. That um and tell him like because of the way how you changed my life, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like I'm raising a kid because I want them to be like you. I'm not gonna lie to you, I cried. Oh no, I agree. With I, you. Went... I have the problems with how he was used in this movie. Like I, I, I quite liked how they used him because I think they could have used him like a bar of soap if they truly wanted to. Mm. They could have used him like one bar of soap because everyone loved him in that first film. He was probably one of the most lovable characters in the film we came out loving him and miles generally anyways but yeah like I, that scene that's the one scene that always sticks with me whenever i think about the film which is him saying like hold my kid man hold my kid uh, peter b parker yeah i really i really peter like b. Parker. I johnson is incredible caster which was another thing after watching the first one again i was like this guy's really knocked the casting out of the park and i was afraid if like because now with the second one they have access to just get act like get like whoever actor they want Right, um, so I was afraid if they would be able to, ma- but I think they matched it. I don't think anyone personally has the the level as like Liev Schreiber doing Kingpin in the first one because I thought that was just incredible voice work. But uh, yeah, I, I think like they're able to like do good voice casting for this. It wasn't just like let's which famous actor can we get and or even good actor can we get and get them in a row. I think um, they really really knocked it out of the park here. Yeah. Felt like everybody was there for a reason. Mm. It didn't feel like they just put, like, no offense to Fast and Furious, but, <laughs> like, the casting is That's not like... No offense to Fast and Furious, what are you talking about? Oh. <laughs> you just put people in there for the sake of them being there. Yeah. No, I, I get what you made mean. it enjoyable as well. Mm. So this wasn't like, why is this person here? I didn't feel like that. That's exactly what I mean, because I think it reminded me, when I watched Little Mermaid and I heard little Jacob Trump, I cannot believe he's 16 on my day, I'm old. But when you heard Jacob as Flounder, I'm like, that's perfect. That's exactly mm. what I envisioned. And I do not like her, but she was perfect at Scuttles, Aquafina. Like, when you get people who, ma- I know I really don't like her, but when you get people who match up to the character well, mm-hmm. I can't dog it because I was scared. I'm like, it's a ray. It's a ray. Yeah. It's a ray. I'm like, this I mean, could like- go very and she was really good i thought she was really good like, I, thought, like, I, I, said, I actually forgot it was her i don't i'm yeah. not even lying i forgot it was her till i saw the credits. I thought, oh yeah because i kept thinking where is she i was very pleased because I, like I said I, I did not think she was gonna have a big role so i was very i actually thought she was really good um this movie like i actually think this voice casting was made for me like this movie has andy sernberg doing his nick cage impersonation as ben parker <laughs> like i was just like this is perfect for me. What, like, you have Andy Samberg doing the case. Thank you. Like, sh- so, um, I guess we might talk about, we'll probably talk about him when, or maybe we'll talk about him when we get to Gwen. So let me, let me save that when we get to Gwen so, so I can gush again about another voice actor. But yeah, no, I, I, I really, really like, I really liked the, I didn't realize that that was Metro Boomin until obviously I went on Twitter and they were like, oh, that's Metro Boomin doing the, so everyone doesn't know, the Spider-Man is like, you have nowhere to run. 
And then he's like, my bad, yo, he did have somewhere to run or something. That was, that was Metro Boomin doing, doing the voice work there. Oh, no wonder the person sounded familiar. Mm. Yeah, because I was like, I don't know who that is, but it sounds familiar. And then I was like, oh, yeah, Metro Boomin. Anyway, I'm guessing Gwen is next on your list. Yeah, let's go into Haley Steinfeld's. Dickinson's Rise. That's our, that's our, that's our fan club mate name. Those of us who watched Emily Dickinson. Dickinson's Rise. Oh, that Rise. was a good show. That was, that was a good show. That was a really good show. That was a great I show. I she was, oh, I didn't know you were a Dickinson as well. Okay. Yeah. We grow. We're growing. We're growing. She was giving, she was giving LGBT to quote. I was loving it, man. What, she was giving, Yeah, it was girl on girl. I was having the time of my life. Was, <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I thought she was really good. I think she's really good in her scenes with Miles, 100%. But I do think like her, her cold open and her end scene with her dad are just... I was like, this is, oh this is man, this is incredible. like her storyline, like getting to know her properly, yeah, seeing the way, like how she reacted to her Peter dying mm. and how Surprise she responded, like like everything that she she went through, why she is the way she. It, basically, they did such a good job of peeling back every layer to mm. working out why she is the way she is and why she drained this society and why in the end she then rejected it because she was trying to force herself into a box that she no longer fits in. Yeah. And it was, it was just so nice to see her, like the relief I felt, I kept thinking, I really wish like in this film, they repair her relationship with her dad. Cause I don't think I can go two years <laughs> not knowing if she's going to talk to her dad. When they did, I thought, me, thank God. Honestly, because I kept thinking, like, watching her, like, look at her dad when her dad said he was going to arrest her. I thought, yes! <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my God. Um, well, I mean, let's start with Jess, because let me find someone, because Jess, again, this is another person that meant nothing to you. Like, what did this... <laughs> Were you like, why is this movie starting with, with this white girl? Like, like as you who didn't know who she was, like, were you just like, why, like, this is not the movie I signed up for. Like, I thought it was a black superhero. Because I was thinking, like, where do we... What is, like, the correlation between these two characters? Also, because even when they met, I was like, why are they so happy to see each other? <laughs> Wait, when did you know there was a part one? <laughs> did you know before you would be there was a part one? Or was it after when you... When did you realise? It was afterwards, to be fair. Fuck. So you watched this movie just thinking it's the first movie. Like, throughout. <laughs> oh, Jessica. <laughs> That's what it felt like. Because he was at school and everything. Jessica. Oh. And obviously. Like, you don't even, you don't even know why Ganky knows, like, that he's, that he's Spider-Man. You're just like, oh, uh, uh, anyway, sorry, continue. Please, what do you think? I guess, what do you think of Spider-Gwen? <laughs> oh. Like, first of all, like, the opening scene. Mm-hmm. First, I just wanted to know, like, why, like, what is the correlation between these two characters? Because obviously, like, starts with her. And then talking about what happened, obviously now that I know happened in the movie before. Do you? <laughs> do you know what happened? You, you haven't watched the movie, how do you know what happened? <laughs> do you read the Wikipedia? You don't know what happened. I have an idea of what happened. Ugh. And it's like we um relationship with her dad and why the because I, I assume that obviously like they knew each other from the past because they were just like, Oh, you know, they're friends when she came. I met him for the But do you think that was don't you think that would be weird if in the first movie in the franchise just let us make us like, just let us think these things about the character without telling us? Yeah, it, little enigmas. <sighs> just I've started to think you're on the spectrum with me. No, just on the spectrum with me. You're on the spectrum with me. This doesn't make any like, sense. I feel like you're giving it her an easy be, way out. I don't think it, I don't it think can't she's be the me. as a reason. I think she's no, just No, because it it can't be me on my own. 
it can't no I'm sorry because she watched this film and she didn't think even for two even me who did see as anything there's nothing but Tomahawk going through my head at times I will watch a film and if the first five minutes is of a white woman I'm like mm-hmm. like I came to watch and where's the, where the niggas at that's what I'd be saying. Oh <laughs> no, it's like, oh, it's in the opening scene. Yes! It's a film about a black superhero. If it's the first film, I'm expected to hear something. Like <laughs> oh, I anyway. oh. <laughs> So I missed the cold open on my second watch, which I really, because I'm, because honestly, that was actually the scene I wanted to watch the most again. Like the whole Gwen storyline. Mm. But I remember when the, when the movie started, I was like, and I was focusing on Gwen. I was like, okay, because I already knew I was going to like this movie. That was already forgotten. Just whether was how much I was gonna like it. I already knew it was gonna be a good movie. So I was like, oh, okay, even even though we like it, like I can have this as like a, a Twitter viral moment. We can be like, why is this movie about the black superhero all about the, the white woman? I was like, hmm. And then and then they, this, they pulled it off, man. They pulled it like that cold open is so good. I I mean if you listen to our podcast, you know I love a good cold open. Uh, that cold open is so good. I was like, oh, they are, we haven't even seen the credits yet. And like the credits come after she moved. I was like, this is actually so good. I the music in that part is so good. The story there is so good. <sighs> Her drum solo was in. Oh, Jesus. Dead. I actually want to go watch the movie again just to watch the first time, like what the code open, and then I'll leave it. And then walk out. Code yeah. Open. Yeah, because I, I feel bad I didn't watch it the second time because I really, really... So... What I was going to mention earlier is her voice actor dad is played by... Her voice actor dad? Her dad is voice acted by Shea Wiggum, who... If you guys Google him, you'll know his face. He's played a cop and like... <laughs> everything <laughs> like he's one of those guys that like he was a cop in joker uh i think it was he was on it was on the force in agent carter oh he's, yeah hmm, was, that guy yeah so he's always in the police force on the military like he's, yeah. he's one of those actors that i personally really like he's just one of those guys that like, when you see him you know he's gonna give a good performance he was in homecoming as a police officer like just it's one of those guys i'm sure if you check his wikipedia <laughs> it's just detective this cop, cop, agent cop, this cop, 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 yeah police cop, cop, yeah, so 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 he, it makes sense that he's yeah it, yeah it makes sense that he's <laughs> Captain Stacy here, but again he's just a he's a great actor right and the moment when because I was like oh, okay she's obviously going to tell her dad that she's Spider Woman because she has no way out here I was like okay we're going to move on and he t- she tells him and they have that sequence and he his first words are how long have you been lying to me and I was like oh my heart <laughs> I was like this is not how I thought it was going to go I was like Jesus Christ this is so painful because like. People we're always like, oh, why does the person who didn't know that their friend was superior, I think of like um, Foggy and Daredevil, why are they always so angry? But this was the first thing I was like, oh, I understand why he's angry about not knowing. Because like, he's been, been trying lying. to catch, yeah. Yeah, you've been lying to him for so long. He's so heartbroken. And when he says like, hands in the air, whatever he said, I'm like, oh, this is this is so painful to watch. And obviously the final scene at the end. Oh, I, 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 oh. It feels blasphemous to be like, this is the best part of the movie. I don't think it is. But uh, I think Gwen's story, like the bookends of this movie are just so, so well done. Incredibly it's crazy. Well done. It's crazy well done, actually. I mean, we've got to go into the main man. Miles? Miles Morales. Yo, you know Miles, man? I love that kid. <laughs> he's, got, he's got that dog in him. He's got that dog. He said... I'm saving my dad and I'm getting out. Yeah. And when he got out, but actually we'll probably go into the filmmaking bit. You know, the scene when you clock, he's not in his 
um universe he's in the wrong he's in the when wrong was it one for you? when was it for you guys so it was the tonal colors it was well, the colours. Wait, so from the beginning, you knew he wasn't in the right universe? I kept looking. I'm like, this doesn't look right. But I kept thinking, I've, it's the Tango Iceberg doing <laughs> in my head. Then it was his mum. It was when she was talking. I thought, this mm. doesn't sound like his mum. And then when she reacted that badly, I said, yeah, he's not. He's in the wrong place. <laughs> I'm like, this, this nigga's in the wrong place. Just when did you realise? Which is that towards like when he's speaking to his mom in the and then he says that he's Spider Man, yeah. Spider Man, and then she just she's just like really confused. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then that's the bit then. That was when that's you when you realized. Yeah. Bankoli, when did you yeah, realize? I think, I think it was when she's like, "What did you do to your hair?" I was like, "Hmm." Then I saw her own hair; it was quite different. Like I, I saw purple streaks. I was like, "Something looks weird here." Then when she's like, "Who's Spider Man?" I was like, "Oh fuck, this nigga is this nigga is this nigga is in the wrong universe." <laughs> Because I saw them colours, yeah, and I was like, people can't see me because we're not filming. <laughs> I was, do you know what? You don't understand. My first friend Nadia was watching me. I was just doing this. Like, this ain't right. And then she couldn't say, why is it all right? I said, something's smelling here. Yeah. It looks like Chinatown. And I know Brooklyn don't look like that. So what's going on here? It felt like I was watching Blade Runner. It was like, this ain't right. This ain't to right. To be fair, you're right. None of you say, like, the colours did look different. But it I looked just, so different. Yeah, but then I kept thinking, no, wait, there's no way. Like, he's at home. And then I saw his mum, hmm, the same, same, right. And then when she starts, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, he ate in the right place. I knew, I think I saw Zikora. I think Zikora was like, um, I think she tweeted, I was like, how would you leave me hanging like that or whatever. So I kind of knew that they were like, because we already knew it was part one, but I knew now that it ended as a part one. Like, there was like a, you can argue whether it's a cliffhanger or not. So I kept on waiting for the movie to end. Like, I thought, oh, is it going to end once he, like, enters the portal and goes? Is it going to end once they send um, Gwen back? Is it going to end, like, um, No Way Home? Sorry, Far From Home, when, like, his mom is going to see him in the Spider-Man uniform and he's going to end there. So I kept waiting for the movie to end, thinking of where's the perfect cliffhanger point for the movie to end. So I wasn't even thinking that far ahead until... And, then, and I was just like, oh, wait, I don't think he's in the right universe. Is it going to end when she says it's the wrong universe? And then just... There are like five or six different points when you think it's going to end. Like, not to spoil what we're going to talk about. I thought, is it going to end when you find out that his dad is dead? Is it going to end when Peter goes back? I was just like, when is this movie going to end? Where, where is the cliffhanger? So I didn't expect the cliffhanger that we, we eventually got. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, Miles, Miles, Miles. I feel bad because whenever I praise the voice acting, I seem to skip Shamik more. But I think he did a good, like, he did a really good job. He did a praise, brilliant job. I praise everyone else. I never Someone cooked him earlier for no reason. No, because he's a goofy, he's a coon. Like, it's all right, man. He's great as Miles, but... Is he a coon? He, he was cooning for being on the TL. <laughs> what, recently? No, like, his old tweets came out, right? <laughs> no, no, no. Like, it's not old, it's not old, old. It was like, I think he was, he was like in his early 20s. So, like, five years ago. And then I remember, I, the one I remember was, do I fancy Vanessa Hudgens? Mm, 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 do I, do I, do I? <laughs> so, is your problem there with the wording or with fancying Vanessa Hudgens? No, no, no. He was cooning before. And so I love Vanessa. I, I love Vanessa okay. Hudgens. Yeah, I was, I, was, I was about to have a whole inquiry here. Well, no, 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 no. He, he, he's big, big, big cooning baboonie. And, and you know what? But he's a good Miles Morales. So shut my mouth. He's he trying to say he's going to lose weight to play Miles. Be for real, nigga. 
Like, A, you're not Afro-Latino, Afro-Latino so... He wanted to... I said, you need to grow up. A, you're not a child. B, well, why? We can't, you're yeah, not Hispanic. Like, why are you nearly 30 playing a 15 Exactly. Girl? You're not Hispanic. Why do you need to lose weight for? Be the grandma you are. Keep that beer belly. You look good, Jesus uncle. Christ. Like, leave it there. He's and, like 27. Uncle, when I'm saying it's like... Jesus Christ. He looks like an uncle. <laughs> Can we go back to prison's performance? This is taking a rather scary turn. <laughs> the, the doctor. No, do you know who plays um, other miles at 42 miles? Who plays him? Nope. Uh, Gerald Jerome. Emmy winner Gerald Jerome. So if you've seen When They See Us. That's him. He played Corey Wise. That's him. Yeah. He's Afro-Latina. Let him play. He looks young as well. Let him do well, it. He's also, he knows he's too old. He looks but, young. Let him do it. Well, you can see the way he pronounced, obviously I'm not going to do it, but the way he pronounced Morales, I was like, huh. Huh. Who's this? This person, That's this person a bit spicy. Yeah, like, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> let's, let's, Cause he just let's he just up. goes he just goes Miles Morales. Yeah. And Joel was giving it a little sign sign. He was in Nando's putting a little bit of, you know what I mean? Pepper <laughs> salt. Uh, but yeah, no, so yeah, so um Emmy Winner Gerald Jerome plays F forty two forty two miles. So I was like, that's and he's Afro because I Googled it, I was like, he's Afro Latina. Um, so that was that was cool. I guess they wanted to like because I at first I thought it was Shamik that was doing it twice. Then I was like, because I was like, why would he say Morales like that if he doesn't? If he's never said it like that before. So I had to go and Google, <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's Gerald Jerome. I was like, oh, okay, it's Gerald Jerome. Makes lots of sense. Because honestly, like Wiles was, it's very hard to like. I'll give Shamik credit to this actually. It's very hard to be in a film that has so much going on mm-hmm. and remain the signified presence in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And have the movie run through you, and I connect with you solely, you only you, and I'm rooting for you from start to finish. Because in these sort of films, in multiversal films, or these films in general, the main character, there's other character storylines that are plot running throughout, and then you sort of lose light on yeah. who the main story is about. Not one nanosecond in that film did I come up not want rooting for him. I even wanted him to get into that society, then I wanted him out of the society. Then I wanted him to be save his dad. Like I wanted, I would just wanted him to win. And the conveying of emotion when he was explaining to them, like, it ain't my fault, like, or like to because it's real voice acting is not easy. Yeah. And for Shamit to convey that level of emotion whether he was really, really happy and excited about joining the society and helping the gal and everyone, to the complete despair when he realized that my dad's being made captain, that means yeah. he has to die. Yeah, I think that entire Nueva York sequence, like you're right, from the high of joining and like trying to be body body with with um, Miguel to find out the truth and all that. I think that plus when he tells his mom, his spider. There's a you said he had that dog in him, and there was a point where he was like, "I let them have it," and I was like, "Jesus, what just happened? Do we do we get the symbiote?" Morales. I was like. <laughs> What what was switched? So yeah, no, I think those two sequences like are really good. And he he does the thing well, right? The Peter Parker Mouse Morales thing. Like he's funny under the mask. He's playing around with with his villains and he's cracking jokes. <laughs> him him and Spot had me crazy until the end. I thought, oh man. <laughs> yeah, when the villain, the, the, villain, the villain of the week that was rude. You don't call it. You don't call. You don't call. You don't call him villain of the week. Do you know how rude that is? He really said, you ain't nothing, man. 
He's like, get on my level, playboy. That's so rude. If someone called me that, I actually start crying, you know. How can you call me villain of the week? How is he meant to go back to his villain club? I'm like, yeah. Can you imagine? Yeah, villain of the week. He's going to look at Green Goblin, all these guys in the eyes saying, yeah, I'm villain of the week, man. That's so peak. Jess, what did you think? I really did enjoy his character. I think it's, especially because he's an older person playing a younger person as well. And he really did take the character really well and i do agree with what you said priscilla about him being the main focus because there are a lot of big actors in this and for you just to be like that person that is not maybe i don't know him as well as the other ones to be able to stand out like that is also very great so i really did enjoy his character and yeah yeah, i do look forward to watching the first one (laughs) yeah and then watch because um, there was a, the bit where him and um, Oscar Isaac are going. It reminded me heavy. Do you remember being Invincible, Bankoli, with um, uh, with uh, what's his face again? Omni-Man Steven Yeon at uh, Steven Yeon and um, yeah, Omni Man and think, yeah, and how they were going pound for pound, pound for pound. Literally, Omni yeah. Man's beating the hell out of his son. <laughs> Man, look, Mark. Look, Mark. what he needs <laughs> to replicate our power. Oh. Invincible will come back soon, I think. End of the Actually, year. Actually, that was a voice acting masterclass of just oh. two people going pound for pound, like what we're going to be doing. Watching Oscar Isaac and Shamik Moore go head to head, right? And I'm like thinking, I don't know who's beating who here because I'm looking at Oscar, I'm like, damn, man, this, is, this, is, this is good stuff. Like, you were in that booth spinning. And then Shamik come back, and I'm like, all right, like, you come back with heat. So. No, I yeah. I think Shamik did a very, very good job because it's very easy in that what he was given to do to overact. It'd be very, very easy to, and he tread the line really, really well. I'll give him his full props. He was, he was, not that he was bad in the first one, he was brilliant in the first one. I loved him in the first one. Yeah. But this one, there was a new, like, and maybe because he's gotten used to it and because he's been, he'd been filming it and recording for this for a long time because it took him a long time to make. But he yeah. was so much better in this. So much better in this. To this day, I do not know why you can't replicate the chemistry you have with Hayley Steinfeld in the recording booth in real life, Shimmy. I don't know what's going on there, babes. Please, let's go on. Um, should we talk about the filmmaking? Let's talk the filmmaking. Um, what was your favourite parts of it? Did you think, actually, I'll ask you directly because mm-hmm. you've seen the first one. Do you think it was better than the first one in terms of filmmaking? Yeah, I think because I think it's a better movie. I think it's a much better movie than the first one. So like, yeah, you're not the wrong person to ask. <laughs> so if if I think that, then it's good, obviously it's going to be better filmmaking. I mean, we should obviously I guess we should mention that like it's three completely new directors for this one. Mm. Um, um, directed by I wrote the names that Joaquim dos Santos, Ken Powers, and Justin K. Thompson. I think Joaquim and Justin, this is like their first um, feature directorial debuts. Yeah. Um, what a feature that think, a directorial debut to have. Yeah, I think Joaquim did, he's done like episodes of like Avatar, Last Airbender, Korra, some other um, animated stuff. And obviously Ken Powers was the co-director on Soul, The Brilliant Soul. And then he also wrote last um, One Night in Miami. So, yeah. And then obviously it's written, it's written by Lord and Miller and David Callum. Can I just spend like two minutes talking about Lord and Miller? Go on then. <laughs> because we mentioned them when we did Cooking Bear, because they were producers on Cooking Bear. And I think I forget how much I like Lord and Miller stuff until I'm watching a Lord and Miller stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have season tickets for Lord and Miller. I should have season tickets for Lord and Miller because they gave us 
21 and 22 Jump Street. They give us Lego Movie 1 and 2. That already is enough for me to have season tickets, but I don't have season tickets, which is quite stupid. And then obviously they gave us Into Spider-Verse 1. They give us across. So I'm just saying that now I'm a bit late, but I have season tickets. Uh, I also watched The After Party last year, which is really fun on Apple TV+. Plus. Uh, I think season two is coming out in a few weeks. These guys are really good. Like, it's just like, they are like the more low-key version of the Roosters pre-endgame, or rather pre-post-endgame. Um, yeah, it started off in comedy. I think directed a bunch of comedies, did the pilot for Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Um, and yeah, they just bring out great stuff like every time, like Lord and Miller, Chris, Phil Lord and Christopher Miller. That was just my, my soapbox moment about Lord and Miller. I have it in my notes, just Lord and Miller praise, because I just feel like I need to praise them, because these guys are really good. I just really like them. Thank you. <laughs> you little silly little quiet. Wait, do you think the filmmaking was worse in this than in the first one? No, no, I thought it was much better. Yeah. I thought I mean, it was much, much so better. Something I, I'm not an animation person. Like, I, not the medium, as in, I don't, I'm just one of like, this took, like, the way they did this, I, I don't know stuff, I don't know the cast of animation, so I'm not really the person to comment on things like that. But what I like is that, Everybody looks different. First of all, the animation in Gwen's world is ridiculous. That's just so good. Like the way like the colors change depending on the character's mood, all of that is just brilliant. But when you look at the characters, some of the characters have like shading on them. Some of the characters have like the the lines that they used to draw. Like, I don't know how to I actually don't know the words yet. I don't know how to describe it. I know it, what you like, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Like Spider Punk. Oh, Spider Punk is different. Spider Punk is just is just different grave. That one's just I don't know what they did there. Like the colors, everything, that was just ridiculous. But like, yeah, something like, like, you know, when you're seeing sketches of animation, you see like the lines when they're drawing the eyes and all that. Some of the characters have those lines. Uh, some of the characters still have like the shading lines. Just, I just, I just think it's really cool. I wish I knew the right term to describe it. I just thought it was really cool. I know exactly. I know what you're trying to really like, Yeah, I really like the music. I think <laughs> this is just me going on the monologue about the filmmaking. But I think in that first cold open, Gwen, I was like, I've never known, I'm sure there is, but I just can't remember of like music directly affecting or influencing the fight scenes. Yes. Like sometimes music is just meant at the back and whatever, like, yeah, the music is swelling. But in Gwen, because Gwen's music is so rocky. Heavy, punk. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, and it really like kind of influenced the fight scene. I just thought that was really cool. I think the music here is really good. My only, I think my only grab was like, I didn't, we didn't get like a, I personally didn't get like a what's up danger moment. Jess doesn't know what that means because she hasn't watched the first one. Oh, like, like even the sunflowers movement, just so like, like kind of like a song kind of shooting out. But I think I just thought the music was really good. Oh, I love that sunflower moment, man. Damn it. Thank you for letting me. Got your soliloquy. But oh yeah, what the filmmaking in this film? This really good film, which will probably be my top three of the year eventually at some point. Like when we finish, like I'll be surprised if three movies I like more than this movie. More than this one, Jess. What about you? I can't wait to see like the and ratings yeah i really loved how they did i think my favorite scene for some reason is when they go to the different spider-mans in different <laughs> countries oh we didn't talk about we didn't talk about Mumbatan. oh my god this movie is actually like that i, I thought that sequence was incredible so with pav with the indian spider man yeah i really did love and then they were just like, going to the different yeah spider-mans and seeing like all the different cultures i really did like that and um yeah as i said earlier i did really like the comic book type effect of it. But I also want to see like how they did the behind the scenes. Cause as like Priscilla said about the characters maybe not having 
that much chemistry in person? Like what what was done? Were they in the studio together? Mm. Were they did they do it separately in or maybe they just don't like each other? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> We're gonna have to go nuclear. Can I ask you guys a question? Uh, Priscilla and Jess. Do you guys believe in uh, free will or determinism? Oh, you're taking me back to my year eleven uh, RE class. Well, hopefully, don't give me your year eleven answer. I hope you. No, my year eleven answer was my year eleven answer was I believe in free will. Yeah, that was my answer then. You guys believe in free will? Okay, no, because I I find it very interesting how I mean we've we've discussed this several times on on Popcorn for Dinner podcast, and I feel like every time my answer probably changes. But I find it very interesting, like all these multiversal stories are kind of battling with that free will versus determinism. This one obviously does that. And I think all of them kind of have the same answer. They usually kind of veer towards the, the rule of free will. I'm sure this would as well. I, I doubt, I doubt like Miguel O'Hara will, will be proven to be correct at the end of this movie. Uh, but no, I just, I found it interesting. I wanted to know like your thoughts because like obviously that's what's happening here. It's determinism of these are the things that need to happen to be a Spider-Man. Then things that need to happen to every Spider-Man, and these are the canon events. But no, Miles you're right. Like, yeah, Mars is like I can change, but I have control over my destiny. I can change things. So it's like, mm. so yeah, I don't know. I feel I find it very interesting that every multiverse of story kind of, is kind of battling with that. Loki kind of did, and it's just like, do you have control over like the TVA? All of that is all more is all free will, isn't it? Versus determination. Yeah, because I think that's probably it's probably one of the most interesting philosophical debates around the whole mm. idea. Because I think. I remember my answer at 16 was that I believe in free will, the ability to freely make my own decisions and being in charge of my own destiny. However, there are elements of determinism that comes into play because certain things have to happen for me to Mm. gain free will, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. That was my answer then. Whereas, obviously, now I'm nine years older. um, I think I'm more of the Miles Morales, Peter Parker, in terms of what he was like in No Way Home, which is that why do these things have to happen for me to achieve to basically achieve my goal why can't mm-hmm. i of my own free will do it myself which is of course but and then and then again i think miguel not that i was dogging him there's the whole argument of you know he's not completely wrong either because the way the story has been told yeah evidence to prove that this is the only way it can be done but then at the same time, there's no evidence of what of what Miles has done because no one's done it. That's his Miles's argument. No one's ever done it. So there's no art, there's no evidence for it until someone breaks the mold and tries. I think that's where Hobie was coming from. Because I'm like, you guys are sticking to the status quo. It's like the whole I can't believe I'm bringing up high school musical. But you know, in high school musical, <laughs> the first high school musical, right? No, there's no because they were they were landing when they were singing that song, right? And they did the whole sit to the status quo thing, right? Mm-hmm. You won't ever truly know what life's like on the other side until someone breaks the mold, mm. right? I can't believe I used a uh, high school musical. That's a cinematic yeah, masterpiece, anyways. But that song, that song always fits. So like, you won't truly know unless someone does it, which is why Hobie was very much an idea. Like, no, I need someone to break this mold this glass ceiling because we keep getting capped because it's all well and good to say like oh we're like the tva like we're restoring the the general order yeah. of the universe i'm mm-hmm, like no, mm-hmm. no you're not you're just keeping to things of what you know you're not truly mm-hmm. discovering is there a life past this like do we do we continuously have to keep doing this can't we Which not is, not do something better 
Yeah, which is again why I said like I'm not entirely against uh, Miguel because he has seen what happens when you go past it, right? And for him, that entire world got destroyed. Or even with Pavs, even with Mumbata, and like one canon event was was averted and then all of a sudden they're in trouble. So yeah, I'm interested to see. I, I think the story will fall on the side of free will. I, I think that's kind of the more palatable answer. That's the answer that we all want to believe. We all want to believe that we have free will. I right? don't want to believe that everything is kind of said. So I think that's kind of where the story will veer to. So I'm interested to see how, how that, that's balanced out in the end. I think the general opinion, I think from all us three, is that we really, really loved it. Like, I, I don't think yeah. any of us hated it. But if you were, if you listen to this, I and you listen to this now and you're thinking like, wow, like I agree with you guys. Like, just let us know like what you think. Mm-hmm. Like our Twitter handles are all in the description box. So you tell us what you think, whether you agreed or disagreed with anything that we said. Hopefully people agreed with my Miguel agenda. Um, <laughs> but honestly, I, I think this, I do you know what? If you listen to this video and you wanted to watch the movie again to catch things that we probably talk about, do it. And then come yeah. back to listen to it. I mean, we've we've definitely, definitely missed, missed some stuff. Like, we've missed some stuff. This is a heavily detailed movie. Yeah. So we definitely missed some stuff out. But I mean, we may as well end it here. I mean, Bangkok has been great to have you here with your Daniel Clear agenda. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, it's been me. This wasn't clear before I quit. No, I don't. I, don't. Quit. I just had to say that. No, I'm sorry. I don't think I can't quit anymore. I think I've, I've, we've gone too far in this whole point. You've gone too far now. Um, but to wrap up, it's been me, Priscilla. And Jess. And we probably worked out the answer that Across the Spider-Verse is cinema. Worked yeah. in Martin Scorsese. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's, that's what you guys do now. You just do, I, I need to throw I some, some movies to you so you just have like a row of this is not cinema, this is not cinema, this is not cinema. <laughs> You just you just look at the schedule like what what do you Sharknado for like five weeks straight? Hey, what's, yo, what's, what's going? We're all right with that, you know. That's a, that's oh a good God. little. Of course, of course, you will be. Of course, you will be. Um, thank you guys for having me, Jess. Please go watch Into the Spider Verse. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Jess, watch Into the Spider Verse. I'll actually do that this weekend. You know, that. and like the next time, Jess, I don't know. We can tell you every time there's a sequel. Just know what's a sequel and watch the first one. Stop I'm going to do. And, I'm going to do Anderson Cooper breaking news for you, Jess. Oh my God. I'll be. I'll be your anymore. Wolf Blitzer. I, I feel like oh. I'm not sure if I should just continue triggering you people. No, please stop. 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 I've had enough. You've triggered me enough. It's 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 good. It's good. It's been seven years of triggering. Let's stop. Let's let it, let's let it die. But it's been real, guys. We'll see you later on the next episode. You know, love and leave you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for having me. Bye.